Okay. So, um, let's look at uh, Jeremiah 22. Let's look at verse verse 11. <clears throat> That's where we're going to start. Um, For thus says the Lord in regard to Shalom, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, who became king in the place of Josiah, his father, who went forth from this place, he will never return here. But in the place where they led him captive, there he will die and will not see the land. Does your Bible have a note, or if you have a study Bible, does it have a note about in regard to Shalom, S-H-A-L-L-U-M? Anybody have anything? There, go ahead, C.W. It's also called Jehoahaz. Jehoahaz. Okay, <clears throat> when I gave you this little chart that we we started out, we talked about five kings. Um, uh, hold hold your finger in Jeremiah 22 and go to Jeremiah chapter one. Uh, when when Jeremiah introduced the book, uh, he said. Jeremiah 1, uh, beginning in verse 2, To whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of the reign. He also in the days of Je Jehoiakim, the son of jo Josiah, king of Judah, until the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah. Well, <clears throat> In the chart that I made you, uh, we started off that Josiah reigned for 31 years. Then we had Jehoahaz, which is this gentleman that's named here, S-H-A-L-M-U-M. <laughs> we told you in our introduction that part of the problem with Jeremiah is that these five kings, um, it's not in chronological order. They bat back and forth in, the, in the, what we have here and it's kind of hard to keep them straight. What I didn't tell you is they changed names. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've uh, often, often uh, told you about our time in Greenville that the streets would change names every corner almost, you know, sometimes. So we start out with J Josiah. He reigned for 31 years. We had this jo Jehoahaz, which... Jeremiah doesn't even mention. He just reigned for three months, so it wasn't very important to Jeremiah. And then jo Jehoiakim, he reigned for 11 years. And then Jehoiachin reigned for three months. And then Zedekiah reigned for 11 years. So let's get a little background. If you will, go to 2 Kings with me, and we'll go to chapter 22. 2 Kings. Now... <clears throat> yes, sir. Was that their terms was 11 years and three months? No. The Jehoah, uh, Jehoah, Jehoahaz, which is uh, one we talked about just then, he just reigned for three months. Right. And Chen just reigned for three months. And we're going to see that in Scripture. So turn to chapter 22 of Second Kings, and we'll 
just hang on with me here and we'll bet back and forth. Josiah was eight years old, verse 1 of chapter 22. Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. Verse 2, he did right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, nor did he turn aside to the right or to the left. Now chapter 23, verse 3. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart, all his soul, to carry out the words of the covenant that were written in the book. All and all the people entered into the covenant. Now down to verse 25 in the same chapter, 23. Before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his might, according to the laws of Moses. Nor did any like him arise after him. However, the Lord did not turn from its fierceness of his wrath in which he, his anger burned against Judah because of all the provocations which Manasseh had provoked him. We talked about that. Manasseh was um, our earlier king, and he had human sacrifice, and that the Lord said, I didn't even enter my mind, and he, he didn't want any of that. Verse 27, And the Lord said, I'll remove Judah from my sight, and I have, as I have removed Israel, and I will cast off Jerusalem, this city which I have chosen, and the temple of which I said my name shall be there. So in Kings, uh, it was prophesied what Jeremiah's preaching now and trying to get uh, the people to understand. Now things are going to change pretty quick as we get on a little bit further in Jeremiah. Okay, <clears throat> verse 28. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and all that he did are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? In his day, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up from the king to the king of Assyria at the river Euphrates, and King Josiah went to meet him. And when Pharaoh Necho saw him, he killed him at Medic. At Med Thank you. Uh, his servants drove his body in a chariot to Jerusalem. They buried him in his tomb. Then the people, uh, excuse me, then the people of the land took Joahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in place of his father. And this is the fellow we talked about in, in verse 11 of chapter 22. We'll get back to that. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was, verse 32, he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that his fathers had done. Pharaoh Necho imprisoned him in the land of Egypt, really, and, and, and he, um, that he might not reign in Jerusalem. And he imposed on the land a fine of a hundred talents of silver and the talent of gold. Pharaoh Necho made Elakim, the son of Josiah, uh, in place 
of Josiah his father, excuse me, yes, in the place of Josiah his father, and changed his name to Joachim. So we have Josiah, uh, he was killed in battle by uh, an Egyptian pharaoh. He put in his place his son, uh, Jehoahaz, and, and then the king of Egypt uh, says, no, I don't like you. <laughs> That's Bill's paraphrase. And he says, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. And he did. Uh, as he placed now Je the Jehoiakim is the next one and he he is going to reign for 11 years we see here verse 36 Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he became king and he realized he reigned for 11 years in Jerusalem <clears throat> okay so uh We'll go on up to chapter 24, verse 6. So jo Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiachin, his son, became king in his place. The king of Egypt did not come out of the land again, for the king of Babylon had taken all that belonged to the king of Egypt from the brook of Egypt to the river Euphrates. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king and he reigned for three months so <clears throat> going back to uh, to chapter 22 of Jeremiah maybe we can put a little context to this in verse 11 uh, he, he, he says he says for thus says the Lord in regard to Jehoahaz the son of Josiah king of Judah who became king in the place of Josiah his father who went forth from this place. He will never return there, but in the place where they had sent him captive, there he will die. He will not see the land. So they took him captive into Egypt. Now, the, the Babylonians were outside of Jerusalem at this time, and they were, they were going to make a siege in, Jeru in Jerusalem. Um, and so... He's talking about the message to the kings, if you have a subheading like I do, in verse 13 of chapter 22. So let's pick up there. Woe to him who builds his house without righteousness and his upper rooms without justice, who uses his neighbor's service without pay. This is the same thing that, that, that Jeremiah's been talking to him all along, he says, the kings, uh, you're wicked. The prophets are wicked. And he says, you're not doing righteousness. You're not doing justice. And you're not taking care of the people. And so this is the same thing here. <clears throat> Verse 14. Who says, I will build myself a roomy house, and spacious upper rooms, and cut out its windows, and paneling with cedar, and paint it bright red. Do you become a king? Because you are competing in cedar? Did not your fathers eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He's talking about Josiah, who Scripture says there was no king before him or after him that, that, that did right, um, like his father David. He says, did not your father eat and drink and do righteousness? 
excuse me, do justice and righteousness, and it was well with him. He pled the cause of the afflicted and the needy, and it was well. Then this is a key verse. Is not that which it means to know me? To do what he said, justice, righteous, take care of the needy. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord? Now, verse 17, he's talking about Jehoiakim, who was, came after Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, verse 17. But your eyes and your heart are intent only on your own dishonest gain and on shedding innocent blood and on practicing oppression and extortion. Therefore, thus says the Lord in regard to Joachim, the son of Joash, king of Judah. They will not lament for him. Alas, my brother, or alas, my sister, they will not lament for him. At last for the master, or at last for his splendor, he will be buried with a donkey's burial, dragged off, thrown out through the gates of, of um, Jerusalem. Can you see a donkey died? They took it by the leg, drug it off. And he says, that's the kind of burial you're going to have. A king, but he was rebellious and he was evil. He says, verse 20, go up to Lebanon, cry out, and lift up your voice in Bashan. Cry out for Abram, for all your lovers have been crushed. I spoke to you in your prosperity, and you said, I will not listen. This has been your practice from your youth that you have not obeyed my voice. The winds will sweep away your shepherds. Uh, that's the king there. Uh, say more about that in just a minute. Uh, and your lovers will go into captivity. Then you will surely be ashamed and humiliated because of all your wickedness. You who dwell in Lebanon, nested in the cedars, how you will groan with pains come upon you like pains with a woman with childbirth. So we're rapidly going through these kings. You know, we've talked about Josiah, who was a great guy. And then we had Jehoahaz, which they took into captivity. And he says, that's where you're going to die. And then we had Jeho Jehoiakim. He lived for... He reigned for 11 years, and he says, you, you're going to have a donkey's burial. You're going to be dr drug off in the woods and just left. And then we pick up in verse 24, and we have another name change. As I live, declares the Lord, even C-O-N-I-A-H, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, <clears throat> Does anybody have a note that says about him who he is? Jehoiachin. So here we've we've <laughs> Josiah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, 
uh, Chen, Kim, <laughs> Jehovah Chen. So here's this guy again. And he says, if he had a signet ring on my right hand, yet I wouldn't pull it off. Uh, I, being the Lord, verse he says, as I live, declares the Lord, I would uh, yet would pull you off. Verse 25, and I will give you over to the hand of those who are seeking your life. Yes, even into the into those whom you dread, even into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the land of the Chaldeans. I will hurl you and your mother who bore you into another country where you were not born, and, and there you will die. But as for the land to which they desire to return, they will not return to it. This man is despised. <clears throat> is this man despised? Or is he an undesirable vessel? Why will he and his descendants have been hurled out and cast into a land that they have not known? O oh, land, 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 hear the word of the Lord. <clears throat> we read in Kings where although Josiah was right in the Lord, Scripture says, yet, <clears throat> however the Lord did not turn from his fierceness of his wrath, the die was already cast. At this time, Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar and his forces were outside of Jerusalem. They were ready to come in. We talked about that last week. You know, it says, you know, would you pray a prayer, Jeremiah, that maybe this will change? <laughs> Jeremiah laughed at him and says, you, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. You know, this builds paraphrase again. But the Lord had already said this was what's going to happen. Uh, Jehoah Chin, um, uh, uh, we don't know, but he says here that was he, was he despised? Or is he an undesirable vessel? Why have he and his descendants been uh, hurled out? and cast into the land that they do not know. Verse 29, hear the word of the Lord. God is an author of everything. And when enough is enough, and that's basically what he says here, I've already, I've already decreed that this is what's going to happen. Nebuchadnezzar's out there now. He's fixing to come into the city. And he says, there's nothing you can do at this point. Nothing you can do at this point. Verse 30. Thus says the Lord, write this man down as childless. A man will not prosper in his days. For no man of his descendants will prosper or sit on the throne of David. I'll rule over Judah again.
we're coming to a, a conclusion here. Uh, we said last week, you know, that there's, there's hope. Uh, he said back in chapter 21, he says, if you stay in the city, you're going to die. But if you leave and go with them, he said, you'll live. And we'll, he's going to say, Jeremiah's going to keep preaching this message as we go. Chapter 23. Woe to the shepherds. Does anybody have anything outside of shepherds? Pastors. Pardon? Pastors. Pastors. <clears throat> Woe to the shepherds. The... <clears throat> Prophets, priests, and kings. Those, those three categories here we're talking about. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pastor, declares the Lord. It's, he's, again, coming back to those three groups of people who were the problem from the very beginning and they're to scattering the sheep of my pasture. Verse 2, Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel concerning the shepherds who are attending my people, You have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I am about to, in, excuse me, I am about to attend to you for the evil of your deeds, declare the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnants of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their pasture and I will be fruitful and multiply. Verse 4, I will also raise up my shepherds over them and they will tend them and they will not be afraid any longer nor the ter or be terrified, nor will be missing. Any be missing, declares the Lord. In just a few more verses or after, <clears throat> the Lord takes them into captivity with Nebuchadnezzar. And as we've said, they were never a nation again until 1947 when, when they were recognized as a nation back in Israel in the boundaries that God had given, had God had given them. Uh, I've told you many times before that when George Schultz was Secretary of State, and Golda Meir was minister, prime minister of Israel. He says it's hard to negotiate with somebody because what she was saying, she said, this is our land because God gave it to us. God gave it to us. Although they had been occupied, it was their land because God had given it to them. Now, the next few verses, we're going to jump forward big time because there will never be peace in the Middle East. I don't care how many envoys you go, how many times it's gone, 
There'll never be peace until Jesus comes back. There'll never be another king on David's throne until Jesus comes back. So this, picking up from verse 5 through verse 8, is future. Uh, future millennium, future time. You know, I don't get too hung up on eschatology and end times. I'm not going to be here. And so it doesn't bother me. And, and I think people kind of, and I've been guilty in the past myself, kind of pigeonholing stuff, how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Bill doesn't know, and I don't know anybody that does. But we can, we can think about this. All right, look at verse 5 of chapter 23, and this is something you can bracket in your Bible or, or just remember it's there. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his day, my Bible's got to capitalize his, which is uh, deity. In his day, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is his name by which he will be called the Lord of righteousness. When Pastor Bobby has been teaching and preaching through Romans, and we're talking about salvation, and almost every time, every sermon he preaches, he comes back to the fact that we don't have any righteousness. Our salvation is by faith. We take Jesus' righteousness and his goodness and that's the only reason we can ever have a place in heaven. Because it's not us, it's him. It's by faith in his righteousness. Scripture here says his name is going to be the Lord our righteousness. Verse 7. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they will no longer say, um, as the Lord lives, who brought us the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt. Let me pause right there. There's a couple of things that our Jewish friends will always tell you about. Number one, the high mark, watermark for the Jews is when God brought them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and set them on the way, and through their rebellion, they roamed for 40 years. But the high watermark is God delivering them out of that. The other thing that the Jews will never let, ever let you, never let you forget is the Holocaust. They'll never let you forget it. There'll be a... Hollywood movie come out or be something, go, but they're going to come back to you. They won't let you forget what, what 
they lost during the Holocaust. So here he's saying in verse 7, he says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when they will no longer say, the, as the Lord lives who brought us the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt. But as the Lord lives who brought us up and led back the descendants of the household of Israel from the north land and from the countries where they were driven then, and they will live in their own soil. <clears throat> it's happening. It, it has happened. It's going to continue to happen. Um, I don't know when Art and I'll have enough <clears throat> fortitude to face Ezekiel, but <laughs> that's another... That's, anyway, uh, but Ezekiel talks about going back to the land. He talks about them coming back. After, after World War II, the people flocked back to to. Israel, and they're still doing it today. They're going back. The only country that has ever gone back to its motherland and has picked up the original language of Hebrew. They're one of three countries that can feed themselves. Uh, Israel, Australia, and the United States are the only three countries that can feed themselves, you know. It's, it's amazing about these people, but they're God's people. They were, they are, they will be God's people. Always have been. But this is future, and Jeremiah's telling them it's going to happen. Now, just like he, he says, you know, um, Nebuchadnezzar's outside the city, and they're going to come in, um, it's, it's happening, and this is going to happen, but it's in the future. Uh, <clears throat> when we were going through uh, Isaiah, we kept saying, I, Isaiah kept saying, in that day, in that day. Well, in that day, this is going to happen. Jesus is going to come back. He's going to rule. He's going to be the Lord of righteousness, and he's the only one we can hope in today. So verse 9 picks up, and then they start going to denounce the prophets, and I'm going to let Art pick that up and clean up my mess next week. Okay? Any comments, questions? All right. Delighted to have you all here. Marguerite, it's always good to see you. Okay. All right. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us and being with us, and we thank you that we don't understand it all, but we understand that you are the author of everything, and you're in control. And Father, may we see eyes, have eyes to see as you see. But Isaiah tells us that our thoughts are not your thoughts, or our ways are your ways. But, oh Lord, we thank you that you're in control and we're not. As we leave from this place, Lord, we ask that you'd be with everything that's said and done. Be with, uh, with Pastor Bobby as he preaches, Tracy or whoever leads the singing and all the music, every prayer prayed and every word spoken. And we'll thank you. So bless us as we leave from this place and 
continue to hold us close to you and be with us. And we'll be careful to praise you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen.